Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay. I want to say over today three machshavos parshas vayishlach. Two on the beginning of the parsha and one on the end of the parsha. Um, the first one, I shared this week to the to the women part of it, and every time I say it over, I get more excited about it. So you'll excuse me if I get very excited. Um, and then the second one is. Um, the second one is a continuation of something that we spoke about a, a few weeks ago. Not that you have to have been here for that, but it's a continuation. And the third one is also a very interesting idea that has to do with that, that has to do with shalom bayis. That that could be a big a big chizuk for us. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. So Yaakov finds out that Esav is heading towards him, four hundred men. He was not coming to shake his hand. Okay, he was coming with a machshava to destroy him. And Yaakov's response, interestingly, Yaakov's response was to be very afraid. Vayira Yaakov ma'oid. And Yaakov was very afraid. Vayetzer loy. What's vayetzer loy? So vayetzer is a Lushan I, I understand as, as like minha meitzer. It's that kind of vayetzer that he felt like the the pressure of it. He, it was uh, it was gekvetched. It was it was it was it was it was difficult. Vayetzer loy. He felt the tsar. The lashon of the of the tagum is veakas It was it was it was it was painful for him. It was it was troubling to him. Um, I saw I saw this week. I happened to notice it was on the desk of a, of a chaver of mine in yeshiva that Rav Schwab um, Rav Schwab asks about this like a tzaddik is nervous. A tzaddik is vayira. He gets nervous, and he has a mahalach there that he talks about the fact that it's a it's a good thing to know. It's not Mordechai will be surprised to hear me say this. It's not so much the style that I usually say over, but it's but it was it's so it's such a valuable thing to know about that I'm going I'm going out of my style. That he says, who says that a Talmud Chacham doesn't get afraid? The godless of a Talmud Chacham is not that he's not afraid. The godless of a Talmud Chacham is that he is afraid, and then he uses his emuna to work through the fear until he's not afraid anymore. But that he starts off oivei. And then he's nispalal, and then he does his avayda, and then he comes to himself. That's not necessarily uh, that's it's not it's, it's nishkin kasha. Is that a thing in Shavuot Tanik? Teaching that was that considered a fool or not? I don't think so. But the, the, it just reminded me when I when I when I you know when I was discussing this with uh, with Rabbi Bamberger in yeshiva, it reminded me of this this conversation that I've had a number of times with people. That people will come in and make an appointment and sit down and say, I I, I have to tell you, I, I think I don't have emuna because I struggle with this thing called anxiety, and if I have anxiety, obviously I'm not boiteach b'ashem. What am I anxious about? So I must not have emuna, and I always give a little biology lesson there, and I say that emuna 
comes from the prefrontal cortex, from the thinking part of the brain. And anxiety comes from the amygdala, from the panic button in the brain. Okay? And the information, when, you, when your brain gets information, the information goes to the amygdala a tiny, tiny fraction of a second before it gets to the prefrontal cortex. So that means that you are anxious before you even realize what you're anxious about. That means that something happens, or you hear something, or you realize something. I have a relative that's so nervous to speak in public that when he found out his wife was having a boy, he's like, oh no, I'm going to have to speak by the bris. Okay, like, you know, so that, that the anxiety hits the amygdala first, and then, what am I nervous about? A split second later, it hits the... So, if it's mamish, this type of thing, that you, we get nervous, that's normal. Now, what do we do with the fear? How do we deal with the fear? Okay, that's a malach. Okay, that's just uh, to be able to, to stay over that, that mikuda. But I, I do have Mordechai, I have no fear. I do have a little bit of a deeper pshat here. In the Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid Vayetzer Loi. And I want to I wanna, um, express that with, by asking two Ha'aras. Ha'ara number one, Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid. Yaakov was very afraid. Vayetzer Loi. What is the Vayetzer Loi? And Ha'ara number two is based on the Targum Yonis and Ben Uziel. The Yonis and Ben Uziel says why Yaakov was afraid. The Yonis of Ben Uziel says, Udechil Yaakov Lachado. Yaakov was very bepachad. Al deloi osak esrin shnin bikara de avoy. Because he did not, he was not involved in Kibbut Av for the past 20 years. So he was concerned. Now it's interesting, the Targum Yonisim says specifically Kibbut Av, probably because Esav was particularly mitzayin in Kibbut Av, even more than Kibbut Aim. So, it wasn't just that he wasn't Mekayim Kiburav, it was that he wasn't Mekayim Kiburav, and his adversary was. So there was a tremendous zechus that, the, that, the, uh, that his adversary had that he didn't have. What? So, so it's very interesting. This is really what I wanted to talk about. So, so why, why wasn't it a chisar? That was Miman of Shach. If, if Kibarava Aim, even though he was an Ainus, even though he was learning Torah for some of the time, you know, you know, you know, you know the Torah part is not uh, not in the Cheshbon, but the but the, that's a Halach and Shulchan Aruch. But the, you know, even though he was, you know, he was being Isaac and his Avoid, and he was an Anus, and he was running away from 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 his brother, that you know, even if all of that is is not a reason why it should be a problem that he didn't do Kibarav, so why was he worried? Elamai, the Helege Yaakov Avinu, was worried that he didn't do Kiburav. So then, how did everything work out okay? Well, what happened here? So I want to make a suggestion that's a, I, I, I think it's something to think about and it's a big lesson. Um, there's a Shemi Shmuel that my father was Machavin to. My father told this to me once and I was once learning a Shemi Shmuel and I was like, oh, it says Vart. The Gemara says that Kivon She'ovar Odom Avera Vishanaba Hutraloi. If a person does an Avera and repeats it, it becomes mutter to him. So the Gemara says, Hutraloi Salkadaitach? You think it becomes mutter? 
Ella nasis Of course, it's not mutter. You do an avera twice, it doesn't become mutter. It feels like it's mutter. You get used to it. And it could feel like it's mutter. And the Gemara is coming to say that when you do something wrong repeatedly, you could lose your sensitivity towards that Indian. Or if someone's mevatel a mitzvah repeatedly, he could lose his sensitivity towards that Indian and it's hutrilai. So the Shem Yishmuel asks, what's the Havamina? The Gemara doesn't just stop waste its time with ridiculous Havaminas. The Gemara says, hutrilai salkataitach? Really? That's what you thought? You thought if you eat two cheeseburgers, you're good for life? You could eat cheeseburgers forever? That's what you thought? You know, what a deal. You know, that's what you thought? Hutrilay? Zaktashay Mishmuel, half-leva fella. Zaktashay Mishmuel, every single mitzvah, every mitzvah saseh and every mitzvah slay saseh is a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, um, so if somebody, somebody <coughs> tells me, um, Somebody tells me, uh, here, you, I, I know that you travel in early in the morning to, to Queens. I, I'm, I'm going to bring you breakfast. Says, oh, thank you. That's so meaningful to me. The first day he brings me breakfast, it's spoiled. The second day he brings me breakfast, it fell on the floor on the way and he scraped it off on, back onto the plate and he brought it to me. What am I, I going to do? At some point I'm going to be like, I know you want to bring me breakfast. Die. No, no more breakfast. So that's what the Shem Yishmuel says. The Havamina is that we could break the relationship. You disappoint HaKadosh Baruch Hu once. You disappoint him twice. You're no longer deserving to be able to have that Kesher. Shaking the Lulav is a Kesher with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You didn't do it once. You didn't do it twice. Now Michael Tevis. Now I'm not interested. That's the Havamina. Not for now. But Zakti Gemara. Zakti Gemara. No, 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 there's no such a thing. A Yid never loses his kasher with a mitzvah. A, a, a kasher with a mitzvah is never lost. It could feel like it's lost. A person who's mevatel a mitzvah or does an avera a number of times, so it could feel, you could lose your fire. The first time someone does something wrong, I, was, uh, I, I, I came up with this mushal yesterday. Imagine that your entire life, this is Gavaldiga mushal, imagine your entire life you never spoke. You never said a word. Okay? And then, today you're going to start speaking. Someone sits down with you, sit down with your Rebbe beforehand, and he says, I want to tell you something. You're starting to use your Kayach Hadibur. I want you to know it's an unbelievable Kayach. You could be, you could be Shem Shamayim. You could say Brachas and Tefilas, Haflev fellow. You could be Baina Elamais. You could, you can create lives. You can make people happy. You can make people laugh. You can make people feel good. The Kayach that you have with your mouth is unbelievable. But beware. You could also kill people with your mouth. Right, uh, like you know, like the the pasuk calls it chitzim, right? Chitzim biad giber. You know, the the it. Yet you could kill someone. You could say something that hurts someone's feelings, that embarrasses someone. That's lashon hara. You, it, you, so if someone speaks lashon hara, he's over multiple lavim. It, 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 it's it's uh, it's that day. Think about how we'll think that first day. Okay, I wake up in the morning. First of all, ma'ida ani lefanecha melechai v'kaya chitzim. Someone's talking about someone is getting like a little bit in the ba- wrong place. The conversation, like, I'm out of here. It, it would be fire. Every word out of your mouth would be fire. But for us, we're used to it. Nasus like a hater. We're used to. We're used to shooting our mouths off. It's nasus like a hater. But, but, 
but we don't actually lose it. We, we have the ability, we have the capacity to be nischazik. So I think that's what happened over here. I think Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid. Yaakov was very afraid, not because necessarily he didn't do Kiburav, but because he lost his sensitivity to Kiburav. 20 years of not being Mechabit, his father, it didn't bother him as much anymore. Here, Esav makes such a big deal about Kiburav, and for him, no, it's been already a few years. So what did he do? He was misaking the Avla. By Yetzirloi. He felt, he felt it. He focused on it. He felt the, 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 the Meitzarim. He felt the, the difficulty. And that's it, then you don't hear about it anymore, because he was misaking it. It's not some, that's what I'm afraid of, and we don't know what happened next. No, Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid. So he did something about it. The thing he did was Vayetzerloi. That was his response to Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid. Vayetzerloi, to feel it. To, to be oimid on it. To realize, no, it's a chash of a thing. I lost the mitzvah. It's a chash of a thing. I'm mizga'ageya for the mitzvah. I wish I was able to do it. And there's such a mahalach in our avoda sometimes. Sometimes we don't listen to a shmooze or, or go to a, to a, to a shir or, 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 or get it, or have a Shabbos or a yantif or sit with chaveirim that are oivdei Hashem because we want to increase our avoda. Sometimes we do it because we just want to make sure the fires are burning. We want to we want to we want to keep our sensitivities hot. We want to keep keep ourselves alive and sensitive in it. And the way that we do that is sometimes by going through times of of being nischazik. The Chafetz Chaim one time I heard this from Rav Hutner on, on a tape, but I heard it from Rav Hutner. I heard him say the story, so I know it's true. Rav Hutner said that one time the Chafetz Chaim gathered his family together and he put the Shabbos tablecloth on the table and he put his Shabbos hat on and he put a little L'chaim on the table in the middle of the week one day and he, and he gathered his family together and he said, come, we're going to be Makabal Torah again. And it was because it was a Maister Shehoyah that the Chavetz Chaim, the he had to read some kind of a kuntras that had Kfira in it for something for his Eisek B'Tzar Chetzibur. And he was so upset and so scared that he has to expose himself to such a, to, to such things that he um, that that was a bit, it was a very big deal for him. And when he was nichnas b'shalim v'yatsa b'shalim, and he came out and he felt intact and so on, he wanted to be mischazek his entire devotion to Torah. That's vayetzer loy. That's to, 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 to be mechazek in something. You, you learn a Gemara that says uh, about how how terrible bittel Torah is. You know, for, for us, it's, it's a wake-up call. Like, you know, like we forget, you know, we get distracted while we're learning, we shmooze. It's Kedai Vayetzerloi. It returns the chashivas of it. You know, during Shaivavim, we, you know, we talk about in Yonim of, 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 of Taras HaMeshpacha and so on and so forth. So part of the idea is to relearn the halachas, but part of the idea is to relearn the sensitivity to it. That it's, that it's important to me. So that's, that was the Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid Vayetzerloi based on the Shemi Shmuel. That's Aleph, Bez. So Yaakov Avinu was Heichen Atzmai L'Shloisha Devarim. Yaakov Avinu prepares himself for three things. As we know, he prepares himself L'Doyroin, he sends a present to Esav. For Tefillah, he sends, he, he davens to Hashem. And for Melchama, he prepares himself to, to, to wage war against Esav. This Doyroin is very, very interesting because later on, after he finishes with the Malach, it says, Vayava Yaakov Shalem. Yaakov was complete. And the, um, 
And the Chazal say, Rashi says, Shalem begufai, Shalem b'mamaynai. That means that he was he was completely shalem with his mammon. Now, if you read the gift he gave to Esav, it doesn't make so much sense that he was shalem b'mamaynai. Obviously, he was not shalem b'mamaynai. He gave him a massive gift to Esav. So, important to know, there is a marsha, there is a marsha that says that, um, there's a marsha that says that it was a nace. That it was a nace, that like when he recounted his nechassim, there was nothing missing. There's such a marsha. Okay, in fact, they say that that's the, um, they say that that's the pshat in a pasuk that Yaakov Avinu says to Esav, Esav says, I don't want to take the gift. He says, Kachno es birchasi asher huvaslachi. Take it. Ki chanani aloikim. V'chiyashli kol. I have everything. I didn't lose anything. So, you might, you might as well take it. I, 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 I didn't lose anything. That's what some say, pshat. But still, haloidover who, whatever the pshat is, you know, what is, whether it was a nace or stam an idea, what's the vert? That he's shalim, that he gives away his money, and he's still called shalim b'mamaynay. What's the point of that? What's the Indian here? And what's the Indian of these three? What's the negaya for us in these three parts of dealing with Esav? So it's important to realize that Parshas Vayishlach is a um, is a roadmap for us in two very important areas of our life. Number one, it's a roadmap for us on how to deal with with um, um, with how to deal with Umay Sa'olam and specifically with, with Amalek, with Esav. Um, like for example, for example, there's a, there's a, there's all kinds of, uh, um, Ramazim, but I'll just, I'll just tell you one. Um, in the Tefillah that Yaakov Davins to, 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 um, to Akadish Baruch Hu, he says, Hatsileni no miyad achi miyad esav. The Balaturim says Hatsileni no miyad is Rosh Hashanah's Haman. You know, in the Asik with with esav, there's a roadmap for dealing with with uh, with with an entire history of dealing with the Umay Sa'ilam. As we know, there's many Ramazim to Hanukkah in in Parshas Vayishlach, but it's also esav also represents the Eitzer Hara. And the way that we deal with Esav is also a roadmap for us and how to deal with our own, the Kaychas Hara that live inside of us. That's also part of the relationship with Esav. And in our relationship with our Yetzirah, we also have being Mechen ourselves, L'dayrein, L'tfila, U'lemilchama. And the Mahalach is like this. Our Yetzirah is waging war against us, is coming at us. So I take the three aspects of the way I respond to the Sahara. The first thing is what we discussed in Parshas Taldais when we quoted the Drashas Haran that says that Yitzchak Avinu asked for food before he gave a bracha to Esav. And Reb Volba brings the Drashas Haran that says the idea was to be miyashev the guf a little bit so that it doesn't cause problems. It's good to settle the guf. Reb Volba uses that to say that a ben should sleep enough and eat enough and take care of himself enough that you be miyashev enough that there's not stress and strain from the guf. That 
the, the, the Ran says that that's the Indian of the Sawyer La Azazel and Yom Kippur. We give a little bit to the Sahara to calm him down, to, to satisfy him, whatever that means. And that's the Indian of Doirain. We send the Yetzirah is attacking us. We, we we give a little bit. We give a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna deprive myself of sleep and starve myself. And no, we we take care of our guf. We, we give a little bit. That's the doyrein. Tefillah is that we're oimid lefnei Hashem. Is that we're maimid ourselves. We focus on our neshama and our ruchnias, and we're, we're we 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 root ourselves that we're that our makim is in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's tefillah. We're addressing Hashem. We're lefnei Hashem. And milchama, that's where the struggle is. Is that once I put myself in front of Hashem, so the milchama, that's the struggle back and forth with the Sahara. So the dairain, the, the, the milchama and tefillah are part of my process. That's my process in dealing with the Sahara. I engage in ruchnias. That's what is by tefillah. I try to satisfy where possible, where it's mutter. I try to satisfy my Sahara. It shouldn't get too bent out of shape. And then what's left, that's where the battle takes place. That's Lamochama. So that's an interesting thing. And that's the Pshat. That's the Pshat that, um, that he's Sholem B'mamoinoi. Even without the Marsha. When you give something to the Yetzirah and now the Yetzirah owns it, so then what you gave to the Yetzirah is not yours anymore. But if what you gave to the Eitzahara was able to put you in a situation that you're in a better matzah with your ruchnias and you're a better over Hashem and you're doing v'shnei Yitzharecha, you're bringing the Eitzahara along with you. You're, you're, you're using your guf to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, So you gave it to the Eitzahara, but it's kol ze'achna. It's all, it's all part of, it's all, yeah, it might be in Esau's backyard, but it's mine. Because it's all, it's all, like, I'm, I'm running this show. This is running exactly the way I would like it to. So that's what it means that he's still called Shalim B'mamoinoi because when Yaakov is, when Yaakov is in the driver's seat, so then even what he gives to Esav is, is still his, you know, like you have this feeling sometimes that you, you, you have money and then, and you give it to one of your children. So, so a father doesn't feel like, Oh, now I, the money came in, now it went out. You don't feel that way. You feel like you took it out of one pocket and put it in the other. It's, 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 this is all my world here. And when I give the money here, I give the money here. Yeah, yeah, but this is all my world. So when I own the Sahara, I can give the money to the Sahara, and it's still considered that, that it's mine. So that's the, uh, that's, that's Bayes. And let's see if we can get to, to, to Gimel with enough time. So the end of the Parsha, there's a there's a few Rashi's that are very very interesting. The, in the, when it's going through the Yichus of Esav, the families of Esav, Rashi describes that there was a level of of immorality and znus and 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 like uh, like incest that's like shocking. It's like a shocking level, one Rashi after the next in the families of Esav. Just to give you two Mishalim. Perek Lamed Vav, Pasuk Beis, it says that, um, that Esav married Mibnois Kenan, he married Oda Bas Elain Hachiti, that was one wife, and then he married Ahalivama Bas Ana Bas Tzivain. That's interesting, two fathers. Rashi says... Um, uh, yeah, two fathers. So, so he says, 
Rashi says in Bas Ana Loi Bas Tzivain, like you can't be the daughter of two fathers. So Rashi says that Anna was Tzivain's son, and Tzivain was Mizana with Anna's wife, and Ahalivama was born from the two of them. So that's why it's called Bas Anna Bas Tzivain. Okay, that's a. That's a, that's a, like, you know, that's a level, you know. And then later on also you have in Pasuk Hay, you have also Lamed Vav Hay, it says, V'ohalivama yolda es yeush, v'es yalom, v'es koirach. So this koirach, Rashi says, um, Well, here it is. Koirach zem mamzer hoya uben Eliphaz hoya. He was really the son of Eliphaz, who was Ba al Eishes Aviv El Ahalivama Eishes. Eliphaz was Mazana with Esav's wife and gave birth to Kairach. So this is a very interesting thing because in the Torah you don't find Esav being identified with Gilo Arias. You find Esav being identified with Kas and Ritzicha. Esav is the angry one. It's a different taiva. It's the taiva of din, of anger, of gvura. Yishmael is associated with Arias. Esav is not. Is not. I'm not saying he was Naki from Arias. Apparently he wasn't. But that's not the description. The Mida of Esav was a Mida of gvura. was a Mida of Ritzicha. He was a Reitzeach. So, so the, the, that means that there must be something else that was motivating. Sometimes with Arias, the, the, the Kavana could be for the Arias. And sometimes with Arias, the Kavana could be for something else. Sometimes people use immorality as a way to control people. As a, you know, it says that Asa, one thing it does say about him is that he was Baal, Naira, Amurasa. That's about control. That's about taking something that's yours. You know, that, that it's not necessarily a, a, a generated by a taiva for Arias. It could be part of his gvura. That that's how he conquers. So, but this is very interesting. An interesting type of Arias. They, they, kept, they, they kept it in the family. They were mezana with each other. Very strange. It's not the Seder Ha'olam. It's, it's a very strange, very strange dysfunctional family. You know? So... So I think there's a very big oymek over here. The um, the morale says the morale says that when we get married, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu made it that we marry people from different families. That makes it complicated because every family has its culture. Families, you know, it's, it's always interesting when the, the those of you that come, you, you all come from families that are like different. You know, you're, you're in different places in your families. It's always fascinating when the first person in a family gets married. The first member of the family. Like, you have this, like, cocoon called a family. And then that first child gets married. And suddenly there's, like, a little bit of exposure. That these two families are connecting now. And suddenly you have to deal with, whoa, they're, they're so different than us. And even when we thought they were the same, the Shadchan said we're exactly the same, but we're really so different. Because every family is so different. The cultures are different. The value system is different. Even within, from, you know, devoted, Oivdei Hashem. But every family is built on different midas and is different. Zot Maral, that's the point. 
Because we came in this world to create achdus, to create oneness. It should be, we, we should, to bring the world together. And one of the ways that we bring the world together is that we, we take families that are different than each other and we bring them together. We, we pull them together. And, and we, we, and it's haken avoida. It's not something that, it, it, saying hareat mekudeshus li zu, that's the beginning. That's not the hard part. That's the beginning of the journey. But then there's a lifetime of dealing with the different personalities and different ways of doing things and, and trying to bring it together. And people that are successful with it have been successful in taking two opposites and creating a shlemus with it. Shchena shruya So, that's what I think the pshat is here. Because the Maral says in Mesech Saita, the Gemara says in Saita, the Gemara says that Kola Mizgoeh Ki'ilu Baal Kolo Arayas. The Gemara says that if someone is Mizgoeh, someone is a Balgaiva, it's as if he was Mizana with all of his relatives. So it's such an obvious kasha. What does that do with Gaiva? It's such a strange dimyon. Someone who's, who's a Balgaiva, it's as if he was Mizana with all of his relatives. Says the Maral, no, think about it. Someone who's a Balgaiva is like, I'm special. I'm not connecting with you. Your family's not as special as mine. It's all about me. He's, he's lushing of the morale that you're like in a migdal, you're like in a tower. It's all about me. So it's ki'ilu ba'al kala arayas. He says that as if a person only wanted to marry his own relatives. He only wanted to be with his own relatives. I'm not going to another family. You know what's going on out there? They're all low lives. Just our family's special. That's the Mizgoah. See, that's why it's Kilobal Kolarayas. So that's why Esav's family was like that. Because Esav's family is the opposite of Yaakov. If Yaakov's family represents creating Achdos, so Esav's family is about creating Pirud, creating separation, breaking things down. So Esav's family is very reluctant to reach out to other families and create a shlemus. Maybe they'll conquer other families. But to create a shlemus, they're much more comfortable keeping it in the family. They are the Baal Kala Arayas. They're the Misgoeh. They're the ones who don't want to create Achdas. So that's the insight about about Asa. But it's a very Negea insight because every one of us has to go home and deal with Mishpachis. And it's important for us to realize that sometimes the very thing that's the hardest thing for us to connect with. My, my in-laws are so different than me. My wife comes from such a different background. Such different personalities. And we look at that like that's the problem. No, that's the reason that we do this. That's why we're here. We're here because we're different than each other. And we have to bridge the gap. And we have to become a shlemus. So let's not feel frustrated with the differences between us. Let's recognize that that's why Hashem put us where He put us. So that we can pull ourselves together and create one shlemus. Yashikayach. You have been listening to a shir from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shir on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shir, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.